0: Hello, and welcome to Dead Darling Sessions. Dead Darlings is a podcast dedicated to the poetry spoken word community, bringing you interviews, tips, inspiration, and above all, awesome poetry.
1: And our Dead Darling Sessions are an opportunity to dig a little bit deeper into that awesome poetry. So throughout this week, we've invited a range of poets to come and share their work with us in front of an intimate
2: live Zoom audience as part of the PBH Free Fringe. Tonight's featured poet is Elizabeth McGone, and we'll be hearing a 20-minute set from her followed by a round of quick fire questions so you can get to know the artist behind the amazing words just a little bit better.
0: After that we'll wrap up the session and put the set online and edited as a special podcast episode as fast as we can as an almost live document of how the session played out. That special podcast episode will be available wherever you get your podcasts just search Dead Darlings and hello if you're listening to this now. Thanks for tuning in.
1: But before we introduce our guest tonight, just a quick heads up to our live audience. Uh, we'd love you if you are happy to, to keep your mics on during the set so that we can hear your reactions to the poetry. Uh, please whap, uh,
2: clap, please whap,
1: please,
2: please whap,
1: Maybe can noise. whap if you'd Don't like, if,
0: that's, if Elizabeth moves you to whap, you Is could whap. It's that
2: kind of podcast, I guess.
0: Uh, <laughs> one could whap.
2: Please clap, whoop. Holla,
1: chat, react, in any other ways you'd like in between the poems. Um, And also, we've had people now starting to type questions during our quick fly around, so please feel free to join in with that too, or pick pick out particular lines that you really enjoyed. But if you don't want your response to be audible, fair dues, are you cooking dinner, are you washing up, are you walking the dog, then also feel
2: free to leave yourself on mute. And one final thing before we start, we are recording the session tonight online via Zoom and I'm sure, as we all know by now, this far into the pandemic, some people on the internet just love to ruin things for other people because they're shitty and feel inadequate about something. I don't know what, something.
0: Um, I think of one or two things.
2: So if anyone in our live audience notices anyone behaving abusively or disruptively during the chat, please message one of the hosts and we'll send them out to the virtual airlock ASAP. We don't have time for that.
0: (laughs) Ain't nobody got time for that. So, without any further ado, I'm delighted to introduce our guest this evening, Elizabeth McGone. Elizabeth, McGone. I started doing the bio and then went into a whoop, uh, a bio whoop. Um, Elizabeth McGone is a Pushcart-nominated poet from Belfast, Northern Ireland. She's been published in journals including including Banshee, Abridged, Rigwelter, and the Blue Nib. As a spoken word artist, she is an All -All Ulster Poetry Slam champion, finalist in every all Ireland Slam since 2016. I don't know how many there have been, but that sounds pretty good. And represented Northern Ireland in the Hammer and Tongue UK Slam Championships 2019 and 2021 at the Royal Albert Hall. Do you want to, I can't pronounce that word, Elizabeth. Uh, Is it the CURT International Um, Festival of Literature?
3: I'll be honest, I've been there. It's in Galway and everyone I've met down there says it a different way. (laughs) <laughs> that sounds about right Don't even okay like she's
0: that. won. she's won a load of awesome things including uh the one that i can't pronounce and also was long listed as a best spoken word performer in the saboteur awards Ooh. she is funded by arts council of northern ireland and a university of a and university of atypical to work on her first book which is forthcoming with Ver poetry press in 2022 Ooh. and a full-length spoken word show which Ooh. i'm sure we will find out a bit more about um as we get into our interview.
1: So ladies, gentlemen, and those who identify with gender in more complex ways, please give it up for Elizabeth McGown live in session.
3: Oh I nearly whooped myself there just because it's so (laughs) exciting. Um, (laughs) I am going to do, as I'm sure you have realised, a selection of poems. I'm going to start dark can get gradually lighter so I will give some trigger warnings and this first one has uh, I would say a trigger warning for insects. On telling a friend I am writing to an insect theme and finding out months later she has assumed I meant maggots. But maggots do not cross my mind at all, the plump rot seeking them of single mind, fat little white and wriggling shits with gall but maggots do not cross my mind at all first time you find a dead bird held in thrall turn over corpse the bird's eye sockets blind but maggots do not cross my mind at all the plump rot seeking them of single mind death should be still not undead filled with things which almost serve to stand the bird upright excited Bubbling underneath the wings, death should be still, not undead. Filled with things, beak opens for a squawk. This dead bird sings, a music jelly filled so moist. This blight death should be still, not undead. Filled with things which almost serve to stand the bird upright. Mm-hmm. <whistles> So I'm going to take this opportunity to do some of my pieces that don't necessarily fit into other sets because because they are, well, you'll find out. (laughs) Um, So uh, I'm going to do a couple of COVID-ish poems uh, because I'm sure we've all had a lot of thoughts in this past year. Um, And so this one, I would say has some trigger warnings for isolation and OCD, and also mention, of course, of COVID and suicidal thoughts. <clears throat> ring a ring a roses. Apocalypse get full of poses. a tissue, a tissue, we all fall down. We all fall down. Mother hurts herself, washing her hands too much, far, far too much they crack. I utilise driveways on my walks. We see each other approach at a distance we stiffen. If we can take it wide, we do large circles around each other, walk on an increasingly quiet road. Sometimes one crosses to avoid me and I sing their praises. Some will blunder ever closer and this is not a game of chicken. I do not want to win it. I lurk in driveways. If they want the right of way so badly, this disease shining path, they are welcome to it. Two weeks ago, The nightmares began, nightmares of the plague days. You are walking alone along a deserted street. Streets should be deserted, this is welcome. A group of teenagers appear and you try not to think of them as wild teenagers, unwelcome teenagers, feral. You walk closer and one coughs, he has a cough, you cannot veer away because this is a dream and your options are limited, you fear turning back in case you attract their attention. As you are abreast with them, head down, following all the rules. He draws back and spits in your face for 48 hours after the dream you stay indoors, too frightened to venture out. The suicides will fall into three categories. Did you hear that a woman in a supermarket started biting people in the queue? A man paid for groceries with many coins, but before handing them to cashier, he placed each one inside his mouth and then gifted it, spittle shining to her, to capitalism security removed him because even capitalism has limits does it but that image will stay with her for the rest of her life coin metal mouthed man pennies for teeth grinning at her and asking her to accept his moist generosity the first category of suicides would be the scared five days ago Mavis cleared her throat and you haven't felt right Since there is a burning in your throat, your chest, it could be angina. A man walked so close to you, he said, please move away. He did not move away. You cannot stand this death watch, death rates. Every time you receive an online notification that is death rates, you snap elastic bands on your wrists repeatedly, they leave marks. It is not enough. I find myself in the graveyard needing quiet company, needing the quietest of companions. From my high vantage point, I can see all around. No one can sneak up on me. A man wheels a pram up and down the hills. It is not a relaxing day out with child. He is pushing for something. He leans into the incline, head down, arms out in front of him, pram as battering ram, pram as cardio aid, baby as excuse to work out this stifling indoor rage. The second category will be the lonely. Lonely does not mean what you think it means. Hundreds, thousands of people at the touch of a key, but are any of them speaking to you directly? Do they revolve around you? Did you know not everyone has internet access? You start to have trouble sleeping. The words you are not using bubble up inside you, you gasp. breath this house air is not fresh air you smell your own sweat legs are restless and jiggling where is the line between stimulated and overstimulated your eyes are open your mind is flayed open no one to sing it soothed and closed there are more living walking people here all blessedly far apart a small family reads inscriptions on gravestones a couple walk hand in hand at the northeast end i walk the smaller paths and in this dead end of places, some of these paths are dead ends. I pick my way between gravestones respectfully. I will always walk this land respectfully, greeting those who lie underneath with a whispered song. I spent my time with the Oars, the McMasters, the Campbells, and thoughts drift to Eam. When we were 12 years old in school, we read of Eam. We dipped letters written in our best calligraphy and tea and toasted them to look We read aloud in class, this was, we all agreed, the dullest book we had ever experienced, a dry cough of a book until I took it home and it lived. The characters lived until they died in this village, this aim place when the plague came they made the only choice, the corona choice, the modern choice, the choice even then in 1666 a pact to not leave those village boundaries until the fever raged no more. If anyone left, they would carry to others, and the spread could be limitless, so for a year it fed on them, choice cuts on a market stall, discarding some and gorging and others with seeming randomness until the filth was buried. Goiters subsided, boils, lanced, fevers, broken whole families, no more than carvings on stone today. I thought of Ian. The third category will be the NHS. Have you seen them crying on the news broadcasts? Have you clapped uselessly for them? They intubate the foaming mouths and struggling lungs, close enough to bathe in the carbon dioxide you expel. The ladies of the Women's Institute game, they swap their knitting patterns for the sewing of masks, humming Jerusalem all the while. They will not sew enough, could not possibly sow enough for all the doctors in this green and pleasant land. Their feet in present time aching and raw from 14-hour shifts, they will not cease from mental fight until they do. Nor shall their gloves slip from their hand, that is the last pair. I do not mention the nurses, for they have not been counted, and if they choose to leave on their own terms, they will not be counted among official statistics. Did you... Perhaps wait two weeks for your last GP appointment in 2019. You will wait longer after their numbers have been decimated. Sister tells us of conspiracy theories. We place hands or ears to escape. We must walk. We must go to still places and breathe deeply. A half-remembered jaunt decades ago, a pond that I never found again. And I will find it this time. I do not find it, but I find a magic place. Gate, nothing more than a space between posts, and I step over. Grass is long and silent. This place is thin, and as I breathe the thin air, I take note of the wildlife all around me, Mr. Squirrel. Pay no mind to me. I am just a sweaty human, Mr. Squirrel. You don't want me. I walk deeper through what I see now as a meadow. Teens have had a bonfire here, perhaps many fires. These teens being real, causing fires should also cause fear, but there is no fear in this thin place. A discarded bottle cap shines up at me and screams, Corona extra, isn't it just, I say, bottle cap, you're so right. I hear humans now the bounce of a ball but they are far away sound carries in these thin places they are across the river and I can stand still actually stand still fearing no trespassers and stare into the moving water this offshoot of the river Lagan. Lagan, it has been a month since I have seen you we have never before been separated for such a duration I will not leave it so long again today I thought of Ian but even Ian's siege ended Have people before emerged from waters shining, the hands submerged endlessly or eventually cleansed and dried, soothed with hand cream and treated like princesses, a baptism of sorts. My eyes gleam. In years to come, I'll celebrate tree roots, the comic crunch of acorns underfoot as I slowly walk the path toward hope. (gasps) Woo! Yeah, a lot of my stuff is really long, as you could probably gather. So it was nice to have an opportunity to do that. And that was obviously the, the start of COVID. So I have another isolation poem here, but it's a little bit more positive and thinking about the future. Also a little bit embarrassing, but you know, hey, we're poets. We are walking towards the pulsing pink lights The pink lights represent the concept of the city. The pink lights represent the concept of music. The pink lights represent the dance floors of the past. The pink lights represent desire because of course they fucking do. You are struggling to walk because I am full weight on you. I am all of a lean, this languid consent of it. Our arms are snaking around, this arm-snaking delight of it, this crushing mouth, shirt of it, this nose, shoulder, breathe deep of it, this oxytocin flood, of it, this aftershave tobacco gasp, of it, this soft, threadbare overwashed flannel, of it, this stud pocket rough denim, of it, this someone else's waist, of it, this face chest abandon. of it, this solid of it, this stomach to stomach of it, this pride of our stomachs of it, this stubby fat thumb rings cold on my back of it, this furnace heat of it, this never let go of it, this I am safe of it, this I am safe, I am safe, I am safe. Woo! Woo woo woo! Oh, I missed that. And, and I, I, that was mainly, I wrote it because I got into a very, very bizarre headspace a while back realizing I hadn't hugged someone in two years and um, tried to immerse myself in the sensory memory of a hug. And that was what happened. Um, so yes yeah, sensory memories are dangerous things. Um, I'm going to finish with an older piece. It's probably one of my most tearful pieces. And I just want to thank the dead darlings people for inviting me on and then I'll do this piece, and then they will ask me some terrifying quickfire questions. (laughs) The worst piece of advice anyone ever got was write what you know. Write what you know. I know grocery shopping and bus stop, bus hopping. I know traffic light waiting and internet dating. I know nights in with my cat. Do you want to read about that? No. Think what life would be like if this was advice everyone followed. There would be no cat in his hat, no green grimacing grid shoes and greasy grubby grabbing motions towards our festive season. No doctor whose reason, and logic, not quite like others, but undeniable in its kindness, politeness, and rightness. I hesitate to mention him as C. S. Lewis has a wealth of essays devoted to him. Being done to death, surely nothing left to say. But would my imagination exist without? A Narnian childhood which plus wardrobe plus lion equals me and so many of us teaching us who to trust that all the glitters isn't gold, the best is often humbled, Oh, that we must live as children when we can for when we become full-grown man we cannot see the lion anymore. If we all wrote what we knew, the grass is green, sky blue, you see reflect sky, I simply record my experiences. If there is no quest, then there is no rest, no satisfaction after the action, no hobbits, no ring, no precious no king, no riddles underground, no minute sound carrying far, no alarm, no tension, no chase, no race, a waste of daydreaming, for what else is that for if not to visit imagination land? A bird in the hand is not in my hand, don't you see, it's an allegory, it's a fiction, it's a glorious contradiction, someone made it up, it's brilliant. See, someone thought a picture, didn't see it, didn't feel it, didn't five sense experience it, but six sensed it, imagined it, that mental image took hold, it bit it, grabbed hold, he told someone one it got old went down in history not fact but his story jack a fucking nori we're all geeks and that's okay we don't want real we have to stay in real permanently it's elementary my dear Watson when all is said and done we need to skip a superhero cape a magic faraway tree people to tell you how to be your very best version of your kind of me and no you don't have a wishing chair can't sit and see what's not there but a mind's eye is a wonderful thing remember as a child you used to just Swing in the park, let the breeze blow through you, made up little songs in a high, not quite there voice, wanting to be left alone to create. To contemplate, go to your room and try to practice stretching the glorious elasticity of your mind, trying to move mountains, trying to forge streams, imagining your thoughts as beams of light, imagining trying to lift objects, it's your little project, it's your little secret and there's no one to tell, as no one will keep it until a book Keeps it until a book explains, until there's telekinesis and all these other fancy names, until there's paranormal, wackery, ghosts rattle their click-clackery, chains and moan. And groan and you're alone under the covers and loving it every bit so you... Have bad dreams, but they're not bad really. They're future plot lines. You note them down meticulously. You write about the elephant, about the secret ring. You write about his shoes, about all kinds of things. And they're set in the real world, sort of, but an idealized kind. There's no kitchen sink drama. This is from a higher mind. You find a way to unlock the door between the dreams and the ether stuff. You feisty little huffle puff. Keep on keeping on. You're going to write for a long, long time. My point if I had one, is in there somewhere, I digress, constant reader, but if you can go there, go to the tower, with Roland of the Eld, stay until you've had your fill, and if you do not hear the bell, don't worry, there'll be another, and another, life's like that, and another, Life encroaches as it will, toys until it has its fill, and then it ends, so bring your friends and give your thanks to Eeyore. Jane and Michael Banks, Sparrowhawk, Jack Dawkins, Hundred Acre Wood, the little engine that could and dream. Write what you know. I don't think so. <laughs> oh,
1: that's oh, such a good answer. Wrap
3: up as well. Yay! So when we ask it's for amazing. your piece of
0: writing advice at the end of this uh of this I quick can say, fire round.
3: I, I could say anything. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm going to say. <laughs>
2: Right, well, as we've suggested, uh, now to give our audience a chance to get to know you, uh, we've got some quick fire questions for you. So uh, over the next five minutes, we'll ask you about a range of topics, including life poetry and just general silliness. It's just a random mix of things. Uh, So yeah, so let's start the timer. So
3: um, what did you want to be when you grew up? That depends what, age you asked me when I was very small about three and four I wanted to write and then when I was about seven years old I realized that um getting published was actually extremely unrealistic (laughs) so I switched to wanting to be a teacher or a librarian and when I was a bit older I wanted to be a psychologist and it's just it's just weird that at seven I was just like Elizabeth you know getting published is really unrealistic um I was a strange child
2: so remind me, remind me when your collection's due out, your pamphlet. <laughs> next
3: next summer, and my child self is delighted. Yeah. In your face, seven-year-old Elizabeth.
0: Yeah. Take that. <laughs> she she
3: she was lovely. She was lovely. She was just trying to have perspective. Yeah.
0: No. Nothing wrong with that. Okay. What is your favorite season? I don't think we've had that question yet.
3: Mm-hmm. Um I, I I do oh god I like them I kind of like them all but I suppose I would say winter because it has the trifecta of Halloween Christmas and my birthday <laughs> um, nice. but then it, then it has January and February which are a bit crap so um i I, I do kind of like them all for different reasons
1: <laughs> Cool. Uh, outside of poetry which at this point is not a hobby um what are your favorite hobbies because obviously we are sorry I don't know why I' framed it that way what are your hobbies?
3: okay Um, um I like reading and going to the cinema and uh going dancing with friends which hasn't been so much of this past year but it is a thing and then I um I actually like um weirdly just going to different cities and like writing itineraries and being like, these are the top five things I will do in Barcelona and all that kind of stuff. So I do love, yeah, travel and reading and cinema and dancing and nice things.
2: Nice. Cool. Uh, what metaphor, image or theme do you think you most overuse in your poetry? I feel like most <laughs> people have one where you're like, oh, I did that again. And do you have one?
3: And what is it? I mean, I, I actually, I probably do, but I mean, I'm, 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 not, I'm not sure. Um, uh, there was a meme going around Twitter a while back and it was like, oh, what themes do you use? And it was like, I, I do talk about blood and being silenced a lot, but can you overuse talking about blood? I don't think you can overuse <laughs> talking about blood. I think you can just talk about that as much as you like.
0: Nice. What is your favourite poetry collection?
3: I only started reading poetry collections the past two years or so because I was very much about listening and watching Mm -hmm. Um, and the one book that made me want to switch to reading more poetry was probably Vertigo and Ghost by Fiona Benson Mm -hmm. because I saw her reading from that at an event and her reading aloud was so good that it made me want to seek out the book and I read the book and thought you know there is a way in for me this isn't too intellectual for me I can read poetry books I just, to that point, hadn't found the right ones.
0: It's a book that really pays attention to its structure. That's cool. Good answer.
1: Do you enjoy slams? And if so, why? Or if not, why not?
3: (sighs) Um, (laughs) uh, I... I, 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 don't, I, I guess I enjoy them if I do well, and if I don't do well, then I'm just <laughs> like, well, I, I really shouldn't have entered that one. Oh, the benefit of hindsight. Um, I, I really enjoy the excitement and uh, you know meeting people and the competition. I do find fun, and also sometimes slams are the only way I can get myself to actually focus enough to try to learn my words because otherwise I get really lazy about that. But for slams, I'm like, no, no, I will learn my words. Um, So they kind of spur me on to be a bit more focused and disciplined. But then there is a mood crash afterwards. Even if I do well, I have a mood crash afterwards. So it's like, and I struggle with time limits as well because uh, a lot of my stuff is long. So I don't feel like my slam poems are necessarily my best pieces because I feel like I am having to squish things
2: Uh, which of your own poets poems is your favorite
3: I don't know um I guess uh the way I used to answer this was to say um the last one I wrote tends to the most recent one I wrote tends to always be the favorite because you're like oh this is genius um (laughs) But uh, I um, took a bit of a break from writing there and the desire to write is coming back, don't worry. Um, So I'm not sure. I think I just, maybe the last year or so of writing, something that I feel I have progressed, something I'm proud of, Mm -hmm. but no specifics.
0: Interesting. We have on the script, do you believe in star signs and horoscopes? But those are two things that actually exist, so I'm going to rephrase it as, what are your <laughs> thoughts on star signs and horoscopes?
3: Um, I enjoy them. If, if, I, if, if they cross, if a newspaper crosses my path, <laughs> I, I will, I don't buy them, um, I will read my horoscope, but I don't deliberately seek them out, although I do have a tendency to to be curious about woo if i <laughs> have if i have a big decision to make um and then i'll be all like you know wish i knew more about tarot oh uh-huh. i wonder what my my horoscope would say about this but um so i like them i genuinely like them i have no problem with them but i don't really depend okay.
2: Cool. Well, that is our timer up. So we're just going to finish up by asking the one question we've been asking everybody this week, which is what is one piece of writing advice or a prompt you would like to share with our audience?
3: Oh, flip. <laughs> um, this, this, um, I bet you yeah, everybody was really snappy and I'm just like, oh. Write
0: about what you know.
3: Well, yes, but no, but I just spoke about that for five minutes. So I need to think <laughs> something else. Um, actually, no, that was the opposite of what I said. <laughs> it that was, was actually the opposite message. Fail um, I would just say, um, just go go with your um, emotions. Don't force it. Don't force writing. Go with your emotions. If you don't feel like writing that day, I would say forcing it isn't necessarily a good thing to do. It comes out sounding a little bit wooden. So what I tend to do is just wait for a while until I have a poem that's been bothering me so much to the point where I'm like okay okay I'm ready to write this one down now um uh because then it is more fully formed rather than just if I had done that two weeks earlier in the process I would have maybe written two lines and then stopped so I like to let it percolate for quite a while but everyone's different I mean apparently Nick Cave shows up to his typewriter or whatever it is every yeah. morning for a certain amount of hours and has a really rigid schedule and that works for him so mm.
0: yeah
2: brilliant well that oh. is all folks um elizabeth thank you so much for joining us tonight and for your incredible set thank you for inviting <gasps> me you. can i ask our audience once again to give it up for elizabeth Bigone <laughs> So, as we've said, you can find the recording of this alongside our regular monthly episodes wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to get in touch with us, you can find us at Dead Darlings Pod on Twitter and Instagram, Dead Darlings Podcast on Facebook, or DeadDarlingsPodcast at gmail.com. Thank you so oh, much for joining everyone. I have ooh.
0: something. Oh, um, Laurie uh, has something. I know this thing. is unedited. I'm going to jump in at the last second. Elizabeth, yep. you have something coming up with the PBH Free Fringe, oh, sorry. right? Yes,
3: yes. <laughs> Yeah, I was kind of thinking, oh, this sounds an awful lot like an ending spiel. It, yes, it sorry. Was. I right. forgot we to ask to you ask. to plug shit. Plug shit. Anything you want to <laughs> plug, plug, including
0: shit. your PBH free friendship. Sorry.
3: <laughs> well, first of all, I should say if you would like to see more of my stuff, I has a website. Um, yes. that is elizabethmcune.com. My surname is M-C-G-E-O-W-N, and I am on Twitter as at Candy's Eyes, which is like the eyes of someone called candy just to explain okay. that and I do have a show coming up with pbh free Fringe um on the 26th of August which is a Thursday at seven thirty p.m I am going to be doing what I am calling an introduction to cockroach cockroach is the title of the book that is coming out next summer and will be accompanied with a spoken word show and what I will be doing uh, in the Zoom event, get your free tickets, woo, um, you. is uh, basically scratching the show, maybe doing uh, a couple of poems that might not make it in, a couple of extra things and as part of that show I will be premiering my new artsy poetry film video with thingamabobber Ooh. which which I got yes. funding for as well which was lovely. Heck yes, whoop.
0: And where can people get the tickets for the show?
3: They can go on Eventbrite. I, I have not memorized the link. But um, I, I assume if you, go to, if you go to the Free Fringe, yes, yes. If you go to Free Fringe and then type in an introduction to cockroach, that will come up. If you press that, then there will be a link to Eventbrite and you can get a free Eventbrite ticket. And then the Zoom link will be put up closer to the date. Do you see how I'm just really explaining this really well? And We will free. also put the link in the show notes as well. That would be <laughs> awesome. And it is free, but donations on the evening and indeed after the evening will be very much appreciated.
0: Oh, yeah, we never mentioned that we take donations Yeah, uh, Yeah, we completely forgot start to put the that. PayPal in the script
3: <laughs> at some point, yeah. <laughs> oh, um, everybody should donate to Dead Darlings Podcast.
0: Which you can do by PayPal at deaddarlingspodcast at gmail.com cool we're just gonna sl- sub- subtly add that into the script right now as we're talking
2: we are indeed uh in the meantime thank <laughs> you very much for joining us for bearing with us um it's been a fantastic show and good night
0: this is the end bye bye <laughs>